The current spoiler warning level is, Emerald. Friends and folks, for this episode, you're looking at a spoiler warning level of Emerald. We are talking about uh, the underlying mechanics of Universal Century Gundam. Um, So that means we're going to be spoiler... We're going to be spoiling... I would say, for most of this episode, if you have watched some Gundam, this is fine. Um, We get into stuff from, you know, everything in UC, pretty much. Um, And this does mean there are some very, very light spoilers, very light mechanical design spoilers for stuff from uh, Hathaway's Flash, which, uh, which we haven't gotten to in The Great Gundam Project. Later on, though, there is a point where we discuss specifically uh, content from Unicorn, and I dropped a spoiler warning there just because it's so it's so specifically like a a, a part of certain episodes of Unicorn where that feels like that's worth uh, dropping a spoiler warning for. Overall, though, for this episode, it's just like, hey, do you want to know how Manofsky particles work and what they do? That's why we're here. We're here to help. Uh... We didn't say it on the podcast. I forgot, but a uh, big thank you to Lodric uh, from Twitter for the uh, for the question that prompted this whole segment. Please enjoy the episode. friends and folks and welcome back to another episode of Mechanista NG where we're here to talk about all things Mecha. I'm Six Stepmar from Scanline Media. And I'm Dylan. Dylan, I really hope I didn't mess up the edit on this one. What? And when this, when, this, when this is published, when people are listening to this, I hope I didn't mess up the edit. Oh, that's interesting. Because I'll be in New York. I won't be able to fix it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For a okay. while. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, okay, this is setting up for something, but what are you setting up for? This is setting for why this is a weird episode is because this is like a, this is like a, a thing that we had a question from a listener about like, hey, what makes, I believe, let's, let's pull up the exact question. <clears throat> uh, could you describe the difference between engine types and mobile suits? Gundam Wiki often lists either nuclear or Manofsky, but I've never known what the difference is. Um, and I was like, okay, well, to explain this, we kind of just need to explain all of Manofsky physics. <laughs> yeah. And it also feels like it's something that, like, uh, this is going to be a weird episode, but I think going forward, we're going to be glad we recorded it, because if you have questions ever again, like... What is a mega particle? What is an eye field? What is a Manofsky craft? What is an E cap? We're just gonna we're just gonna fucking take care of it. Yeah, because it does get confusing. It does. It does. And it turns out the the answers, honestly, are usually pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So all right. Well. Um. <sighs> so. Trenov Y. Minovsky. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's a guy. So he, here's, a, here's a fun thing. Okay. Uh, Dylan, you know this. Mm-hmm. Universal Century starts in 1968. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yes, okay, fair. Sometimes. I need, a, asterisk, I need to asterisk. preface that with sometimes because yeah. 
The start of UC has moved around depending on the media, but that's another thing to keep in mind when we say this information. This is all mostly third-party sources, as in, like, things like Gundam Century. And yes, a lot of things from Gundam Century do get referenced in Gundam proper later, but the problem with third-party stuff is... There's no series Bible for Gundam in this way that goes, oh, well, we need to keep all this information straight. Mm -hmm. People make it up as they go. And sometimes they don't, not anyone, anyone that reads other Gundam stuff may not have read the specific thing that established something else. This is a thing with Gundam and this is why, you know, they go like Sunrise goes with the policy of, well, if it's not animated, it's technically not official (laughs) in the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're going to have conflicts. Not only that, but even the animes will conflict with one another and it's fine. That's just how it goes. But anyway, for now though, the the only way we can talk about this kind of information though is referencing a lot of third party because you never have a scene really in the show where they take someone aside and go, let me explain to you how the Minovsky particles work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They just are kind of inferred based on things that they do in the show. And it's a lot of, like, the other thing is, I mean, at least this first part where we're just talking about who is Dr. Manofsky, here's the thing is, who fucking cares? Like, this is just fun, right? This doesn't actually matter. You're never going to have a moment where, like, wait, the way that that the Gundam used Manofsky particles doesn't make sense because of Dr. Dr. Manofsky witnessing Chernobyl, right? Like, that, none of this matters. This is just fun. Um, but yeah, he did witness Chernobyl at the age of three. He saw the Chernobyl disaster firsthand. Which only works with this one particular timeline. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, um, also, of note, uh, the origin has a whole different thing for it. Yes, so sure, which is not. very funny. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, he moved to America at 16, which would be UC-31. Pursued, mm-hmm. a, field of nu- pursued a field of nuclear physics and a later that field became Minovsky physics. Mm-hmm. So clearly he did a good job of pursuing and, that field. And this is one of those things that is immediately kind of like funny and weird. That like only this only, wouldn't even in, in animation, this wouldn't make sense because the, the like information, the resources we have make it very clear that like people are very skeptical of his research. And it's like, dog, he's 16. No, they're not. No one cares about his research at 16. Yep. <laughs> Uh, but we're going to pretend that this makes sense and that the scientific community immediately recognized Dr. Manofsky and was like, hmm, this is suspicious. This is your, your theories don't make a lot of sense to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and he basically had, um, two folks who believed in him. Well, one person in one group. Oh, um, real quick. Yes. Actually, just because I know where all this comes from, by the way, this funnily enough uh i actually know the side story this comes from this comes from stampede the story of professor manofsky which is a cyber comic story also which means you will never be able to find it (laughs) awesome awesome so okay we've got two people who two folks two groups who believe in dr manofsky and his research one is ionesco who is a a fellow student and friend of dr manofsky right Mm mm-hmm the other is Anaheim Electronics. This is very funny because Anaheim basically doesn't ever come up again in the story. It's just very briefly at the beginning. They're like, hmm, this seems interesting. Yeah. Uh, but they sponsor him. But Ionesco, his uh, his friend, is uh, doesn't like this, doesn't want to work with Anaheim, um, is mad that Dr. Monofsky does this. 
Um, of course, not a doctor at the time. So I guess probably by the time he got fully on board with Anaheim, he was. Um, and um, Ionesco takes this personally, and and there's some beef here, which uh, bubbles to the surface nine years later, UC40, 0040, where um, Ionesco basically leads... A, a like a movement to disprove all of Monofsky's theories and make him look like a, a fraud and a, a crock. Um, and it goes really well. He completely succeeds in that. Yeah. Um, Anaheim is now too embarrassed to keep working with Dr. Monofsky. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, the shame of the scientific community. He uh, he drops off the map for a little bit. And then uh, the zombie family, the zombies are like, uh, hey, why don't you why don't you do physics for us? That doesn't it's one of those things, again, where it's like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. But I don't understand what you're saying. Well, but, also, yeah. especially because uh, specifically, it's like uh, it, there, there's a conflicting thing here, even because there's also a different thing where instead of being sponsored by the zombies, he is approached by uh, a an associate of Zeon Zoom Daikun to move to side three and just do work for them, like general scientific work, which makes a bit more sense than specifically the Zabi family. But again, conflicting stories. Yeah, yeah. With the, um, with this version that we're that I'm, this is mostly you know, I am not reading from the Gundam Wiki, but this 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 whole document was built using the Gundam Wiki and then my own logical inferences. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's, like I said, I just, I'm saying this for the mm-hmm. audience's benefit because they might look something up and see something different and it's like, yes, you will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So then, 20 years passed. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, and after 20 years, uh, Minofsky completes a new type of reactor, a new type of nuclear reactor Um. that he's, he's sort of been part of his theories this whole time. Um, and he notices that there's this weird electromagnetic effect occurring that doesn't occur in, in normal reactors. And he has no other, you know, documented evidence of it happening anywhere ever. Um, and he's like, ah, this must be this special particle called that, uh, you know, a new subatomic particle. And then after four years of research on this in UC 0069 NICE, uh, he proves it. It's the Minofsky particle. Yep. Uh, it's- Specifically, I believe this is what allows fusion to happen, because you'll note, uh, whenever you see nuclear stuff happen in Gundam, it's not fission, which is what I believe nuclear energy IRL uses, it is fusion, which is always theorized as being something to do IRL, but has problems, normally. Well, and there's also another part of it, which I don't, I don't think this is, like, this is not part of, in fact, I know this is not part of, of nuclear fusion, uh, fusion in our world because of a thing called solar radiation as an example um minofsky's generator is clean mm-hmm. it's using radioactive materials but nothing radioactive comes out yeah um which is obviously a pretty big deal also as you say fusion so really fucking efficient yeah fusion much um, more efficient than fission but also IRL, there are problems with it. There, everyone wants to do it though, because if we could do it, yeah, yeah. I mean, we just need, we just need, you know. Listen, we need the Minofsky particle, there, there, the M particle. God, um, there, there's a reason though that like scientists still try to kind of go for fusion is because, damn, if we could do that, that'd be totally good energy. Totally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, one imagines that one day we might figure it out. Who knows? Yeah. Um, 
But Monofsky, by by figuring it out, and also the Monofsky particle as as a part of this, which is a uh, another thing. And so it's basically all of his theories are now proven right. The scientific community is shit is suddenly like, oh shit, actually Monofsky, you're the greatest. And he's like, go fuck yourselves. Um, mm-hmm. they give him an award, and he like presents it to the zombies, and then like smashes it. Um, <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's like, a, it's a, it's a for, sick move. Like fuck the, fuck the zombies, but also I can't blame him for that. No, no, fuck them all. Um, and then also the this is where he's the military is like you know there's some military applications of this, and this is where you know two roads diverge in a wood. Some scientists would be like, no, I can't use my research for the military. Manofsky's like, fuck yeah, <laughs> well, let's do some war crimes. Yeah. For for a couple of years only, but yeah. Sure, sure. He has a he has a change of heart. Um uh but before he has a change of heart, his wife leaves him. <laughs> uh uh so one year after this, we get uh, Manofsky creating, really utilizing a Manofsky particle. He creates the first mega particle cannons. We'll get into what those are properly in a minute. And then also he proves the main thing that Manofsky particles are known for, which is that they will disrupt communications. Yeah. So they're not entirely clean. They just are, they just, instead of deadly radiation that sticks with you, instead it just fucks up electronics, which uh, uh, that can I mean, be bad. I mean, clean is usually used in a in a radioactive term. They're they they do like they aren't without side effects, but they are clean. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and most like that that's I guess part of why the military likes it so much is they for them the side effects of Minoski particles are useful. Yeah. Um. Uh, then two years later, he has a revelation. He's he's in his bed and he sits up. I'm, this is narrativizing, but he sits bolt upright. He's like, wait a minute, the zombies are fascists. Yeah. Uh, and so he defects the Federation. Yep. Uh, eight years of probably him doing something, but we don't really know what. And then Xeon remnants kill him with mobile suits. Yep. And uh, to add a narrative beat uh, in uh, the Stampede story, he he goes to Chernobyl at one point, uh, declares silently that he beat them by, you know making something clean, like, energy-wise, like, atomically. Mm-hmm. And then he starts going, actually, I probably lost to you anyway, because it's referencing the destruction brought about by, um... Uh, that, that basically mobile suits have actually brought more physical destruction to the universe than the atomic bombs have. So mm-hmm. he then goes, actually, I probably lost to you, and then sadly leaves. <laughs> Dude's posting their L's. Yeah, Thanks, possibly, Monofsky. possibly before getting uh, killed. I'm gonna, I'm gonna feel weird every time in this episode where I just say Monofsky standalone because of our friend Monofsky. Shoutouts yeah. to, shoutouts to our friend Monofsky. Yeah. Um. But okay, let's break some things down. First off, what makes Monofsky's new reactor special? We mentioned clean nuclear fusion, zero radiation, lots more power generates Monofsky particles. And then um, there's a 2.0, basically, of it, a refinement that is the Monofsky ultra-compact fusion reactor, which then makes mobile suits viable and is in every mobile suit forever. Yep. Uh, though, if I remember, those even get, like, a 3.0 because that's, like, what F91 uses, right? Is, like, an even oh, smaller Oh, like, further one. miniaturized? Yeah. Well, that's why the suits get smaller. 
Oh, is that why? I, I thought it was because of insulation issues. Uh, because well, part of the reason, um, we'll get into this in a sec, but part of the reason mobile suits are the size they are is because if you don't have enough protection for your wiring, Minovsky particles will just fry them. Yeah. Um, give me one sec. Uh, yeah, so the ultra-compact fusion, um, what made them smaller? I thought that they had actually made the reactor sm- even more compact, but maybe not. Um, okay, the benefiting its smaller size, small reactor located on the enlarged backpack. Reactor has a high output. I guess it just has a higher output reactor, but it's the same reactor, okay. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. are you telling me this is a an instance where, in Gundam, we're not necessarily clear on the details of why something works the way it does? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just was thinking uh, about it, because I'm like, I'm like, ultra compact, right? That's, that's what mm-hmm. all of them are called, but... Do they get more compact than ultra compact? <laughs> Couldn't remember. But, I guess yeah. they. I guess they. They must for F ninety one. Well, no, no, it's, it's still using the same kind of generator. It's just with a higher output. Uh, and I guess they solved whatever problem it was that was causing you know. The so maybe it's not like it's not like a three but it is iteration, right? Like it's a, yeah, it's, it's an i seven, not an i five processor. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Um. Okay. Well, Dylan, what is a Minovsky particle? Uh. So, it's a particle that exists that, I believe it occurs during the fusion, right? That Mm -hmm. it it becomes like a byproduct of the fusion. Yeah. And it floats around. It can carry an electrical charge. And, in fact, it carrying the electrical charge is what causes, like, the EMP effect from it. Mm -hmm. Um, Which, I shouldn't even say EMP. It's a bit harsher than EMP. It... As you mentioned, it will destroy electronics, too, that are, like, unprotected and, like, you know, like, uninsulated or whatever. Because, Mm -hmm. yeah, this will mess things up. Um, And so, it makes it so you cannot communicate over long distances in the same way. Uh, You cannot use radar or other sensors without using really heavy machinery. This is why you get entire mobile suits that are just like a radar. Like when you get the EWAC suits, mm-hmm. they are putting all that EWAC equipment just to have like a normal level of, you know, like radar power and whatnot uh, and other sensors. Um, you um, basically it's it's this byproduct and but it can also be used. Well, and so here's uh, here's oh, I forgot to say um the base question we were asked about nuclear versus Minovsky reactors. Oh, yeah. They're all Minovsky reactors. Yeah, they are all... It's just they are technically nuclear as well. Yeah. Uh, um, they do both things. <laughs> here are fucked up things about Minovsky particles you may not realize, or maybe you just forgot to mention. It scrambles infrared light and even fogs visible light. Yep. Yep. That's why you can't... That's why you can't, like, just... You can't just use, like, an ultra-high-res camera and stuff, even, that's just looking at visible light. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because it just gets distorted by Minovsky particles, and also why you can't just use, like, infra- an infrared scope. That gets fucked up, too. Um, just, uh... So, that's basically the reason the setting of Gundam is the way it is. It's hard to communicate over distances, it's hard to do signal intelligence, uh, it's hard to gather information with sensors, and also, machines have to be, like heavily insulated and protected so that they aren't just like delicate wiring isn't instantly burnt out 
Theoretically, funny, I don't think this is intentional, but this may explain why all the machinery looks like it's from the 70s, like computers and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, you have to make things thick and strong rather than, like, compact and, like, you know, pretty. Um, okay, Dylan, it's time for, time for a harder one. Yep. What's an eye field? Uh, an eye field is when... So, Minovsky particles, when around one another, will, in fact, like... I don't want to say they fuse, but they, they form a lattice, right? They form like a, uh, like with a, like a, the way a crystal does, you know? Right. Like the natural charge of them, like if left to their own devices, it'll, it'll, it'll like, they'll push each other into a certain formation. Yes. Now you need a lot of Minovsky particles to make an eye field. Now, a lot of people think of eye fields in terms of like eye field generators, right? Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. So. What you could also do is, what if you had a little cylinder, right? And that cylinder emitted an eye field. And then you filled up that cylinder with mega particles, which are repelled by Minovsky particles. Well, I mean, what are what's a mega particle? Uh, we'll get to that. Um, I guess it's right after eye field, so I'll just mention it. Uh, yeah, so uh, mega particles are pressurized and they form into they're pressurized Minovsky particles that form into a different like basically a form of energy right it's like a it's like jumping into they all compact together right and mm -hmm. then it becomes like a plasma is how to think of it right right they just they, through the pressure they are crunched down to a point where the the state of energy changes they're still the same basic material but yeah they're this new high energy form called a mega particle yep and beams are just mega particles, but not as many, not as strong. Like, you know, mm -hmm. there's like a level where you hit where, the, where they are called mega particles and a level where they are just beams. So mm -hmm. what you do is you take your cylinder and you make it make an eye field for a limited time in a very specific shape that is kind of thin. And then you fill that with beams you know, mega particle or Minovsky particle beams, right? Mm -hmm. Which are then right. repelled though by the eye field because that's how that works. So you now have a contained beam inside of the cylinder and you could call it a beam saber. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's how beam um, sabers work. Um, and it's, it's just like this whole process is basically using Minovsky article. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> damn it. Damn it. Uh, using Minovsky particles to push other Minovsky particles into different densities and shapes. And that's basically how literally everything Minovsky works. Which does actually explain when they have the beam daggers that certain suits use, why those are actually stronger than a beam saber. Because it's actually still outputting the same amount of particles as a beam saber, but densely packing them. Mm -hmm. So they are actually at a higher, you know, energy level. Like they're, they're it's a higher density of particle. Now, yeah. yeah, so, so when I, when we were talking about this, mega particles and beams are technically the same thing, but not the same degree of power. It's right, it's just, it's just, it's to, to degrees of density, yeah. and therefore impact. Yeah. Um, okay, so, Minovsky craft system, this is one we had, we had to, questions about ourselves, and I've, I've done the reading. Um, so, Dylan, do you know what a ground effect is? Uh, this sounds familiar, but can you explain? So, 
the simplest explanation of a ground effect, I mean, it's a bigger principle than this, but the most obvious demonstration is with a helicopter, right? Okay, yes, like a propeller does this. Right. So the way a way a helicopter works is it's like, basically, it is bouncing air off the ground to create lift. Um, that's one way. It has other, you know, methods too. Yeah. But like, when you are landing a helicopter, you need to push the engine harder and harder the closer you get to the ground. Because the closer that you get to the ground, the harder, the, the shorter the air is moving, and thus the harder it bounces off the ground and pushes you back up. That's the ground effect. Um, right. And that's how you would now, slow down. To... Right. Yeah. Right. Um, here's the thing about I-Fields. I-Fields actually, like, they they are kind of a physical thing in a way. Like, they are they are made of energy, but, like, they aren't permeable very easily and so if you push them they push materials with them right like you can't push an eye field through a piece of metal i guess you could as like a, a part of a blade right but yeah. basically what a monofsky craft system does is it creates an eye field and just pushes it down against things and the ground effect of the air being pushed down and rebounding creates lift mm. and which is why you get things like the Cassi or the penelope which need these large like external packs to do this right um, right they need to do this like large and that's probably also why they have so many flat surfaces and you get things like how the uh cassis shoulders the way they flip forward to create a bit a surface for something mm -hmm. to hit basically exactly okay. that makes sense and you also get a lesser version of this but i think more like more efficient with beam rotors because beam rotors are just i mean you know it's not a full-on eye field but there is an eye field as part of any beam blade and so it's just doing the same, you know, ground effect rebounding thing for yeah. lift. That makes sense. Okay. Now, here's one you had questions about. Uh-huh. The turn A. Yeah. The turn A is just doing this at basically a microscopic scale for everything. It's, that's just how it moves. Yeah, like, that's how it bends its arm. That's... How does it ground effect, though, when it's doing it horizontally? Because it's doing it against itself. Oh. Okay. It's okay. doing it against the environment and itself. Okay. That's kind of cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is, again, this is, the turn A is the one where there's the least information. This is a lot of me, like, just, like, the logic. I guess it has to do it against itself because it still works in space. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Which is why, also, I believe that Cassie and Penelope actually do not work in space. Uh, they don't. Or at least they don't mm. do their thing in space. They would need to just use conventional thrust in space. Um, but I mean, you know, they're used on Earth, so. The other thing I wonder is if the... So, we've talked about how I-fields, like, sort of have, have a... Like, they aren't physical objects, but they have a form of tangibility, right? Mm -hmm. Would it be possible to create an I-field and then push another I-field against it and thus create your own surface to push off of? In a way. Maybe? Would that be how you do some in-space I-field propulsion? That would be ridiculous, but yes. And But we're talking the turn A here anyway, so... Um, yeah, I, I guess you could do something like that. Um, oh, also need to mention the most famous Minofsky craft system, though, real quick. I, I forgot about this, duh. The actual time that it gets used is on the white base. Oh, yeah. It's why the white base has such a weird shape, even though it works on the Earth and can still fly. While seeming to not be very aerodynamic. Uh, 
it's the explanation for why it it does that is it it's a ship it's easier to do that on a ship hmm. other ships don't have this i don't think you can actually have like a salamis on earth it doesn't work that's a spaceship <laughs> um but the white base does have that i believe uh Minofsky craft system that's like the the earliest it comes up actually so that's kind of fun right yeah <laughs> um yeah and I believe that's where the idea even comes from. And then at some point, Tamino was like, well, I use that for the white base. What if mobile suits could do that? And we'll make them really big and Dorito-like. Sure, why not? Um, all right, yeah. well, what about what about the Minofsky Drive used in the Victory 2? Uh, the Minofsky Drive. Uh, don't actually know. I don't know the this one. This one is actually one where I know... That it is, I, I just know what it's called. I don't know how it functions, I will admit. So the way they do this is uh, they figured out a state beyond mega particles, which is basically Minofsky particle plasma flames, mm. where they just pack that shit so dense that just the second you let off on the pressure, it shoots out the back as wings of light. and Equal um, and opposite reaction, so you're going mm-hmm. to get propelled. Right. Um, and the the math on it is such that theoretically it could almost hit the speed of light. <laughs> that is funny. Uh, so, yeah, um, that's that's the most advanced use of Minofsky particles we've ever seen in Gundam. Yeah. Uh, and that makes sense then. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Oh, should note, because uh, you have it in the notes here, but basically, like, the beam shields, uh, yeah, you just make them like a beam saber. Or the beam rotor, same thing. Um, mm-hmm. That's That means, theoretically, you could use a beam saber to block a beam rifle shot or something, but you yeah. will notice that no one ever does this, because that is insane. Yeah, this they aren't Jedi. Um, even new types aren't actually Jedi. That's too hard to do. Yeah. Um... um Though you do have several points in Zeta Gundam, I don't know why in Zeta specifically this comes up so much, where two people fire a beam at each other and they happen to be dead on. Zeta fucking loved that, though. With uh, Camille and Jared frequently. Mm-hmm. It was also really cool when it happened, so, you know. Because it just kind of makes... Actually, I guess it goes with them being able to repulse objects, though, because uh, when... The you have that fight at Jabra when they shoot at each other and the beams collide. It does just do kind of a big like, you know, radial not I not even really an explosion, just like a shock wave. Uh, yeah, I guess what what would happen you would imagine is that the two, assuming they're about the same power level, or even you know you know don't even have to be that close because what would happen I I would guess, you know this is. I, I want to just, you know, asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. We're all just doing conjecture here. No one really knows, right? But, like, the two eye fields containing the beam hit each other and just sort of lock in place, right? Because they're eye fields. And the eye field, like, a stronger beam would have a stronger eye field, but not by a lot. That's not the focus, yeah. right? Um, And so you figure they would basically stalemate. And then the part the like the particles within whether they're beam or mega or whatever would keep moving until they crashed into each other and then the resulting reaction would no doubt shatter the eye field yeah and then all that all that um all those particles are just going to spread every which way yeah um 
uh, other fun things to bring up, though. Uh, so we, we did pass this section to the ECAPs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a battery pack of already made beam, right? That's already packed together. Yep. Uh, and all you do is you release it. If I remember right, do beam rifles use eye fields to direct the beam? Like through the barrel? That's a good question. I don't actually know um, that. I, um, I, I just, I think that's where you get the explanation on why Zeta era beam rifles, because they do have more power, start being able to do like the beam rifles saber thing. Like, you know, like how the Zeta can just emit a beam saber from the end of the beam rifle. It is not mentioned on on the wiki exactly how this works. I will say, um, this is specifically a theme that beam smart guns do. Yes. Because they can bend the beam by bending the eye field. Yep. Uh, the beam smart gun, that's how it does, like, I think it can do up to, like, for the S Gundam, like, a 30-degree bend on the beam uh, any which way. So even if the barrel is not pointed at you, if you're within 30 degrees of there, and it has a sensor radome, like, a huge one on there for a reason, it's so that it can correct basically yeah it's got to give it some english you know um but yeah also to my knowledge the first ever instance of a beam shield fin funnel barrier yep yep yeah it's, people it's, don't it's, think of it as one but that's just what it is yep that's just uh what the um that's what the gundam is doing when it does the uh or the new gundam uh when it does the i field or the uh beam barrier there which it's is kind of an i field barrier too because you know it's an i field with a thin beam stretched across it mm-hmm. on both, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. Well, and the, the benefit of a beam barrier too, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Like that is it doesn't just prevent beams using the eye field. It prevents physical objects from getting through it because of the beam. That's so true. That's true. Because that is, of course, a, the big weakness of an eye field is physical stuff just goes right through. Yeah. So you shoot a, um, like with a beam shield, if you shoot like a missile at it or something, it will actually, it'll, well, a missile will explode, and actually a missile's probably better to use, but if you were using, say, like, a Gatling gun, or Vulcans, or a machine gun, whatever, that bullet's probably just going to get fried, like, mm-hmm. melted completely before even coming out the other side. Just vaporized. Yeah. Um, again, a lot of this stuff, all side material stuff, stuff you don't actually, like, super need to know, but it's fun. It's fun. Mm-hmm. And I do like that, you know... A lot of writers have come together to just come up with like, oh, this is how the physics works based on what we see in the show. Um, we have two last things for you here. Yep. Uh, one is the M warhead, which I don't know where that comes up, but it does apparently. Uh-huh. Uh, what if you put a bunch of Minovsky particles in a missile and then you fired it? And so wherever it hit, there's lots of Minovsky particles and the well, radars turn off. I do know where it comes from. Okay. Uh. Well, where we get something similar, at least. Uh... I'm trying to think, actually. Is this... Mm, whenever they talk about spreading Minovsky particles uh, using the ship, I'm wondering... Maybe they don't use the M-Warheads, actually. No, because M-Warheads are apparently uh, banned. Yeah, and they don't... Yeah, they're, they're banned by Antarctica Treaty. Also, they don't fire anything. I, I feel like they just have those two big... You know, the big... Like, on the on like the white base, for instance, they have the big yellow and blue emitters on the side. Yeah... So I'm wondering if M warheads are just mentioned but not used. I guess the problem with an M warhead is it's basically an EMP. Yeah. Um, which you know, you you already EMP the battlefield enough just deploying to it. 
doing a concentrated like we're gonna fuck up all the machinery i i imagine this is like more permanently damaged like damage yeah well the main problem the main reason it was it was banned is because um you'd be like oh there's a base in this city we'll fire it at the city and the base is better reinforced but the city you just burnt out all the power and you know like life support for the hospital and stuff and that's yeah bad. that wouldn't be good that would be bad um uh, yeah but it's time to fill in some holes with some guesses about Minovsky's history because you'll remember Minovsky had the sometimes friend sometimes enemy Ionesco yep Ionesco who was uh his his friend and research associate but then later uh, had a huge hand in discrediting him in front of the entire scientific community. But the first drive, the one that Minovsky completes, is called the Minovsky Ionesco Drive. Or reactor, excuse me. And I believe, so, actually, that name came first, and then that story is backfilling. Well, who's Ionesco? <laughs> so the question I have is, like, one, is he sort of, like... Is it because in early stages of research, Ionesco was so fundamental to it that, or did Ionesco come back and help? And um, I think Ionesco came back and helped because. Okay. Minofsky particles are also called M particles, right? Yes. What does the I in I field stand for, Dylan? Uh, we don't know. <laughs> no, but we don't. I, I, I see bet that it's you an Ionesco made a field. guess. Yeah. I bet it's an Ionesco field. That's fair. That's a fair guess, actually. Because you have that M and I. Yeah, that's entirely possible. Um, but yeah. Um, also, uh, one other fun thing to talk about here real quick. Mm -hmm. See if I can get this pulled up. Um, Is it about the origin of the name Minofsky? No. Well, we do know that also. Yes, that was uh, when you watch... Uh, if you've watched Gundam, the inside story or, or the making of Gundam. I don't remember the name of it. The, I don't the, know. I don't know what this the is. The really long, uh, the really long documentary on it. Well, forty-minute documentary. It's not really long, but uh, the one scriptwriter even mentions, "Oh yeah, uh, when I came up with like setting information, uh, I was gonna name it uh, Tominovsky Drive to name it after Tomino, and then Tomino, I, I guess, nixed the idea. It was like, no, that's corny, and then they just called it Minovsky. Yep. Um, so. There's another thing that I wanted to bring up, because I think it might technically be, be related. A thing that ships sometimes doing Gundam. Mm. With uh, anti-beam fields. And um, this comes up... Technically, earlier Gundam is capable of having this come up. It is mentioned in, like, materials. The first time it actually comes up in animation, though, I believe is actually in Unicorn. Like, where you actually see the effect of this. I mean, I will note, I didn't mention specifically the mega particle deflection system, which is just a stronger I field generator. Uh, no, I'm thinking of, so let me find it. Uh... And now we're going to talk about some stuff from very specific stuff from Unicorn, but basically the episode is over, so uh, you won't be missing anything if you duck out now. Do you, do you remember in, I, I'm just going to talk about it straight up since we're at the end of the episode anyway, episode mm -hmm. five of Unicorn and episode six, when the general revel, the, uh, Degoski air class ship fires all those missiles and then beams just don't work. Like they start dispersing basically. Yes. 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 That's what I'm trying to figure out how that works. 
I can't remember how that works exactly. Um, it's a that's a fucking seed thing that they took. <laughs> yeah, looks way cooler in this though. Sure, sure. mainly because you have an OVA budget. Here's the thing though, uh, I know in like SD Gundam Gen, like a lot of ships can actually like do that kind of thing. I think it's maybe a backfield explanation for why ships don't just get shot from like a beam like a million miles away. Mm-hmm. Um, is just oh well they can disperse like a anti beam field around them that'll break up a beam unless something is really close. Um, but uh. Yeah, I don't. I don't even remember uh, what those are called, unfortunately. Uh, hmm. This is this. Okay, it's time for the biggest grain of salt you've ever taken. It's time for one that's gonna crush your fucking head. But uh, there is some discussion of this on R slash Gundam. Oh god. And Lord Kentis here says that if you have Minoski particles in a dense enough field, they can diffuse beams. That makes sense because again, they would probably form like basically miniature eye fields. Right. Like, right. it's not as concentrated or as shaped or anything, but, you know, if you just disperse a lot of Minovsky... That that actually makes sense, uh, especially considering, like, you know, again, it's the exp- it's supposed to be the explanation for why ships don't get shot, and ships are technically constantly, you know, deploying uh, Minovsky particles around them. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, okay, that makes sense then. And I guess, like... Just on some ships, though, they'll do that, like, defensively, like, you know, on purpose. Though I believe the Degoskier fires missiles that do that, which might be the Federation doing an illegal thing. That might be actually an M warhead use in Gundam. I'm I wouldn't be surprised if the if the way it was written is that you can't use it offensively. Mm, but this is in space in the middle of nowhere, so Right, yeah. right. I mean, like, because at that point, what is the real difference? Like, if you were to, like, fly the white base down by, a, like, like down by Dublin and then crank, you know, Minovsky generation up to max while flying over a civilian district, yeah. they would, that would be a problem. That would be against the rules. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, that's, it's all about that's how a lot of things go in Gundam, right? It's the same way that nukes are banned. But what if there was a nuclear fusion accident on the, on uh, a mobile suit's generator from it getting destroyed in a particular way that happened to create a nuclear level explosion right right it's all well, very, that's okay you know, case by case yeah uh but yeah uh anyway um lots of explanations uh lots of cobbled together explanations from various sources uh just to give a quick rundown of how technology will generally work in gundam again there will be exceptions mm-hmm. there will be different things but this is, I think, a pretty thorough look at it. And if you have questions about it, we can just, yeah, like you said, direct someone to this episode. Because there's a lot and of maybe, fun stuff. Yeah, maybe in a year you can get me very drunk and I'll try and do this with Psycho Frames. But I would have to be very drunk. Uh, give Amuro <laughs> more Psycho hellish. Frames because it's more power. <laughs> I just, like, I want someone, uh, hopefully a parody manga... To just go to the natural conclusion, right, and have a unicorn, like, like a, a, a powered-up form of the unicorn where it's just hauling, like, a dumpster full of Psycho Frame. The like, unicorn... look, it's stronger now. <laughs> Here's the thing. That does happen. Twice. <laughs> well... You, you, can't cite, you can't cite the Banshee Norn. I, I know what you mean. The, but... Yes, but I am right. It is, it, that yes. is what that is. 
but it also has other pieces and they pretend that it's some they pretend that there's something sophisticated i want someone to be like as crass about it as possible that's fair um now i will say though this is fukui or did i say fukui uh is it fukui yeah uh the the writer looking at char's counterattack and going oh remember when chan said more psycho frames is more power well clearly comma <laughs> and then that's it you know yeah i think what chan actually meant was that the fewer parts of your machine are not psycho frame the more responsive it is yeah well i don't think chan is actually saying that it's like <laughs> more psycho frames just... is more power all right yeah sorry i'm I'm sorry i tried to argue um more psycho frames is more power six i hate it i hate it too trust me i agree i think that it is a gross misreading of that of what that means yes i agree but, you know, that's how you end up with the unicorn, where it's just like, well, we just filled a whole machine with it. That's good. Uh, Alright, well, uh, Dylan, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at LowPolyRobot on Twitter.com. Where can people find you, Six? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at SixDetmar, S-I-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R. You can also find me work at ScanlineMedia.com or Patreon.com slash ScanlineMedia. And folks, it's been, uh, it's been fun here, but we got to end it with a quote from Manofsky. I'd like the ability to mute quote tweets regarding people I've already muted. When I consent to not wanting to see someone in my timeline anymore, it means I'm not even interested in seeing them dunked on from afar. Peace. It's true. お前の生まれた故郷だ覚えているかい少年の日のことを温かい温もりの中で目覚めた朝をアムロ振り向くなアムロ男は涙を見せぬもの見せぬものただ明日へと明日へと永遠